Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So if they're yeah. top six, we're leaving the season just like, we feel like good about this year. Like, progress, like not progress is made. Well, no, so like, you, know what I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be. See, this is, this is difficult. Obviously, I want them to win in the postseason. I think the circuit, like, what's the context to the postseason matchup? And I think my point is, too, is like Mike Brown before the season was talking, we want to be championship contenders. That's our goal and stuff like that. You're, I'm, call it what it is. This mm-hmm. team is not going to the finals if they don't make any move at the trade deadline. So it's like the goal was championship or whatever. Well, not championship, but to be championship contenders. You're obviously not that. So what is our goal for this season then if, we're not, if, the, if the moves aren't being made? Is it to get to the second round? Is it just maybe another year where you just get another playoff round under your belt and you're more experienced? Like, what's the goal then? Well, when you when you say for us, are you talking about like us, like in conversations? Or are you talking about what Mike says to them? Because Mike, it's just Mike's, like Mike's stay gonna, the course, yeah, keep winning. Mike's like, gonna say the same thing. But I guess I think we we expect them to maybe. Be, I don't want to say expected him, but like you know, we had that. They, Mike said it, so that was our expectation. So he, we can change our expectations now. Mike probably won't. If so what, what are we changing it to then? If if the Kings are a top six team, and just looking at the records, given you know where Oklahoma City and in, in, in Minnesota and the Clippers and the Nuggets are at, if if the Kings stay in this fifth or sixth spot, it probably puts them in the vicinity of the 47, 48, 49 wins. And they're probably not going to be in a position like they were last year where they can take the final week of the season off. So you now have an entire 82-game sample size where you say, this team is exactly like last year's. So to me, a first-round exit shouldn't be looked down upon. It's not a wasted year, you don't think? Absolutely, It's absolutely not a wasted year. It's not the ideal outcome for a year, but it's absolutely not a wasted year, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, that, that, that's fair, because I think what my thing is just kind of, I'm wondering what the timeline is right here with this team. Like, I'm not necessarily trying to rush them, but more so you got Fox. Like, they didn't make the All-Star game. It is what it is. But Fox and Sabonis just tearing it up this season. Sabonis near career-high numbers. Fox, I think, same thing. You got Keegan or whatever developing. It's just, like, you got to you gotta pounce like, on it. You, you don't want to become the Atlanta Hawks, too. So the, so the tough thing is, and I think they're already having a better follow-up season than the Atlanta Hawks did. Like Oklahoma City, I think is is back in a position to be kind of where they are, at least in the vicinity of where they are. A top four team, we'll say. I think the same is probably probably true for Minnesota, right? They have a timeline that they're probably you know they they have a timeline that they want to uh, help stretch and build them to be 
an NBA champion, a Western Conference champion, you know, a, a, a contender year after year. When you talk about timelines and you talk about right now moments, I think the Clippers are in a right now moment because you're 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 getting through a season with Kawhi at top player in the league levels, healthy. You're getting Paul George healthy. You're getting the best version of James Harden you might get. You're getting a a, a perfect in his role and completely understanding of the situation, Russell Westbrook. You have a solid foundation of a squad around those guys. To me, when you talk about now, timelines, right now, that's the Clippers. I don't even know if Phoenix is in a right, right now timeline. They might have another year, maybe. With the Clippers, it feels like there's so much uncertainty. There's uncertainty with their coach. They're right now. The Sacramento Kings... Even the Denver Nuggets, I don't feel like they're right now. I think Denver can continue to be good. Obviously, Denver has been – they've been to the mountaintop. They've been the champion. They can they can see where the chips fall. And if it doesn't fall with Champagne and the Larry O'Brien, okay, what do we need to do to address? Like, they're – They've hit their they've hit their timeline right now. It's trying to maximize it. When How do say, we keep this? When you say t- teams are like in a right now phase, you mean like it's ring or bust this season? You've got to win a championship. I got you. Yeah, like the the and there aren't very many. That that was the point. Like I don't think Oklahoma City is that. I don't think Minnesota, despite all of the draft capital that they gave up, is that. But Minnesota, like Sacramento, Oklahoma City's in a completely unique situation like they're in a completely different situation because of how young they are how much draft capital they have how many assets they have and how much flexibility they have so they're in a completely different you know timeline tier than everybody else they have tons of time but Minnesota Minnesota I think is a lot like Sacramento where to me a salute Minnesota you're here but like it's not it's not now it's not like oh my god if they don't do it man what a failure but next year this offseason if they fall short, okay, what are you going to do about it? Like, what are what step forward are you going to take? Because you have a couple of years together. One, I think you would constitute as a failure. The other one, should they finish in this general vicinity, you could constitute as more of a success. But this team was built to win championships. How are we getting there? Sacramento is the same thing. Those are the two teams that I think, like, if you don't have a – they're not in a right now, this second timeline, but this offseason, what are you doing to take it, assuming those two teams fall short of, of of an NBA Finals, what steps are you taking to get better? Yeah, I think the eagerness comes from, too. Like, with Sacramento, it's not a matter of we need to, like, see them play out the rest of the season. I think all of us can agree that we know what this team needs. You just don't know whether it's a Kyle Kuzma or Jeremy Grant, but you know, like, what the next move is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yes. So it's kind of like, like, yeah. like I get like the waiting and stuff like that, but it's just like it's it's right there, you know, mm-hmm. like that that next step you will you're ready to take is just right there, it's just waiting for the move. But can yeah. you take it? Like, can you can you because because you can't take that on your own. You need somebody to take that step yeah, with you. Yeah, that's where Monty's got to work. And that's and that's where and that's where Monty McNair comes into play. Um, there's likely no conversation about the draft this year because uh, I think this this if if, if my years right this goes to Minnesota, uh Atlanta and finalizes the Kevin Herter stuff and then you you know you keep it moving so you whatever work you do you do through the trade deadline or or excuse me you do through free agency or you do through trades 
That's all you do. That's all you have. That's all you have the ability to do uh, because you don't have draft capital to work with unless you do something in a trade. But getting this over with, I'm all for getting this this trade deadline over with. This 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 feels boring and it doesn't feel like it's going to be super impactful. And I'll tell you the truth, if if the Kings were to acquire and we'll we'll, we'll use either one of those names, Kyle Kuzma or Jeremy Grant, I don't think anything changes for me this year. What do you mean? I don't think my expectations for this year change. I don't think it's all oh, now Wow, they went and got Kyle Kuzma. Now they got to win a playoff series. See, I, it switches for me. If, if they were to trade for a Grant or Kuzma, I want to. Yeah, you got to get to the second round. I think. I think they have to at least be. They have to continue to win games. I think they have to stay in the top six. But to me, the true pressure of any deal they make, especially a sizable one like that, kicks in next year. I got you. Yeah, I think it changes for me this year, just because I think this team's already capable of getting to the. Like I think, like as it is, say they don't make a trade. I think this team is top six team playoff or first round team, first round exit. I'll say, I don't think they're getting to the second round. So that's think. So that's why I say, if you add a Grant or a Kuzma, I think that's where it's like, okay, we made the improvement. Now let's go take the progress. And that's the 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 tough part about this, because right now, they're five. So that's a that's a it's a four or five, right? Yeah. That's Denver. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't. I like their chances. But like we talked about it yesterday, I think. I, like I don't. I'd rather they. Be, I'd rather it be four or five than them be six and them playing the Clippers. Yeah, and if it, I think if it came down to it, I'd rather see them against the Timberwolves or the Thunder, like we talked about yesterday. Yeah, and either of those teams could beat the Kings in a seven-game series. Like we feel good about the Thunder. We feel like that's a great matchup for Sacramento, and it's just one of those things. Especially, you know, we see it in the head-to-head matchups during the regular season. We see that. Kings play the Thunder well, and that's how I feel about Denver. I feel like the Kings play the Nuggets well, but the the flip side to all of that, shout out Casey, uh, the flip side to all of that is this is different. It's not a regular season game once, you know, every two months. It's a succession of games against the same team who's adjusting and game planning for no one other than you. And that's different, and that's where I, I try to pump the brakes a little bit when I feel like, oh, Kings actually match up really well with Denver. Yeah, they match up really well with them in the regular season. Kings and Oklahoma City match up together really well in favor of Sacramento. Yeah, they do that in the regular season. And when we look at, like, say, the Clippers, I can't envision a scenario where, oh, no, the Kings, you know, the Clippers got the Kings in the regular season, boy, but once we get to the playoffs... Like, that's a matchup I hate. Hate, hate, hate for Sacramento. But these are, like, we're talking a half a game difference between those top four teams. We're talking a half a game difference between six, uh, excuse me, five, six, and seven. There's a lot of movement to be made. There could be movement uh, as soon as tonight. Um, you got Phoenix uh, 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 against the Bucks. If the Suns are able to grab that one, all right, the Kings are in six. You got Dallas and Brooklyn. Dallas won last night. They're tr- they're trying to make their way, you know, trying to make their way up. You got Minnesota and Chicago. That feels like easy work for Minnesota. Oklahoma City has Utah, but you know, you get, you know, one w- one win for a top team, one loss for a top team, and again, you got to shake up these these standings for the top four are going to constantly be moving. These standings for five, six, and seven, they're going to constantly be moving every single night that these teams play, there's going to be movement in the standings moving forward. So, so no matter, like even if Grant gets here, you're not, like the top four solidified to you? 
I think the top four is solidified. Yeah, I just I just I, because and, and and I'll go back to 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 what I was saying yesterday. Out of the Thunder, because it's not just the Kings playing better. It's one of those teams falling back. And we're talking a five-game difference now. It's a five-game difference between uh, it's a five-game difference between Denver and Los Angeles. It's a five and a half game difference between uh, Minnesota and Oklahoma City. So out of those four teams, at the same time that the Kings are playing really well, that would ha- arguably have to be at their highest level, which one of those four teams are going to be playing at what would probably be their worst level? I mean, the Clippers have the Clippers had se- they, they they had lost seven straight at one point, and they haven't looked back. Yeah, Denver and the o- Clippers, they feel like the two teams for sure. OKC steady, Minnesota steady, Denver steady. You have to get into scenarios where you're talking about, and it's, you know, obviously you don't want anything like this to happen. Does something happen to Joel? Or, do, excuse me, does something happen to uh, Jokic? Does does something happen to Shea? Does something happen to Ant-Man? Like, that's that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. Because I can't see any of those teams having uh, a stretch bad enough to cause a five to six game swing. Yeah, I get that. I think if I had to pick one, I think it'd be OKC. Minnesota, I think what with um what saves not saves them, what helps them is that they're defense. They're one of the few teams in yeah. this league that play defense. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you on the on the Thunder. The Thunder is the one that I keep thinking, you know, the Thunder's gonna they're gonna have like a four or five game losing streak. And they just don't. They just don't. And that's probably how people felt about Sacramento. So I'm not gonna Sacramento last year, so I'm not gonna put that on uh, I'm not going to put that on Oklahoma City. We'll come back. Uh, Jason Jones is going to join us here. Jason Jones from The Athletic. When dealing with Casey return on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, sorry, guys. I'm, uh scrambling because there's a little issue over on the KSFM side for the second time in like the last week and I caught it. I needed to catch it like five minutes earlier but I caught it too late so I just gotta shoot in a note to Complex to let them know the system is ass. 
Juggle, I gotta be honest with y'all. Juggling two stations is that's I won't tell anyone that. Like I won't tell anyone in charge. Hey, is everything okay? Everything okay? No, this is, this is a lot harder than I thought. Especially because I hate this three o'clock hour. Like I hate that we have to do an hour of a show. Like we can't do it live, and it seems like something goes wrong in that hour. Uh, um. Eh, sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. All right, taken care of. Um, Jason Jones going to join us here in just a heartbeat. He doesn't care that I'm struggling with what's going on over at KSFM. I mentioned this a minute ago. Suns play the Bucks on TNT tonight, and there's going to be a a lot of movement in the five, six, and seven position uh, moving forward. Dallas, that was another frustrating thing. Again, it's I'm not mad at 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 at, at Sacramento for losing last night against Cleveland, but man, like Dallas won, the Lakers won. Those are teams that are behind Sacramento. Um, so that's trash. And I told you, man, I don't like this Detroit game. I don't like the Detroit game, not because of the stupid excuse about uh, uh, first game back from a long road trip. It's more, I'm thinking more about the trade deadline. Like, I don't I like if a deal, just think about it. Like if a deal is done today or tomorrow, the Kings are shorthanded. For the record, I don't think one will be, but they're shorthanded. And then if a deal's not, but there's like rumors out there, you gotta wonder how the now even if there aren't rumors, those guys could be like, yo, I just want tomorrow to come and go. I just I just want it to be what is it? Is it noon our time? I just want it to be noon tomorrow. Let's just get this nonsense over with and keep it moving. I don't think any. It, while I think that's human nature and that could absolutely happen, I don't think I don't think any deals are jumping off tomorrow, or or the next day. I think it's going to be a nice, quiet, calm trade deadline. We already saw OG Ananobi traded. We already saw Pascal Siakam traded. I'm not. Hey, we're 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 good. Tim Bontemps. A uh, five-month-long uh, crusade for the Cavs to trade Donovan Mitchell. Not working. Cavs are cooking. Hottest team in the league. Donovan Mitchell, MVP caliber player. That ain't working. Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, based on a conversation we had yesterday, perhaps a landing destination for LeBron James should he lo- choose to leave. I was I that I, that I was fixated on that conversation when our show ended yesterday. Like, because I think LeBron walks onto the Cleveland Cavaliers, title contender. LeBron walks onto the New York Knicks, like title contender. And I don't mean, like, any any team LeBron is on, at least in the moment, theoretically, is a title contender. But those teams are set. Like, those two teams are really good. That's the two and the four seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Put LeBron on those teams now. And yeah, I could, I could, I could absolutely see either one of them being better than the Boston Celtics next year. Being better than the Boston Celtics in a seven-game series, you know, when LeBron goes to a new team, there'll be a, there'll be a, uh, oh, this, qu- this isn't quite working out the way that we thought. Oh, it, it's, 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 something's off. Something's, something's falling short. And then the trade deadline, things will get really loud, and then the trade deadline will come and go, and he'll be off and running. Or that team will be off and running, which 
makes me wonder, is that what we see with the Los Angeles Lakers? My guess is no. My guess is no only because I feel like I've seen a lot of these Los Angeles Lakers games, and I just feel like they're a struggle, like they're hit or miss. Like they're 27 and 25. <laughs> we joke about some of the stuff LeBron James says, but like he was right. The They are what their record is. At the time, they were 24 and 25. They've won three games since, but it's like they're – they dropped two. They dropped their next two. Was anybody shocked? That's what the Lakers have been all year. The Lakers, I feel like, are their record. It's the way I feel about the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings are their record. There's a few teams where I, Dallas, I've mentioned that. Like Dallas, I'm, I'm not sure what Dallas is. I felt like Dallas really, really overachieved at the start of the season, and I don't think it's fully caught up with them. If Dallas wound up closer to a 500 team, plus two maybe. I don't want to say plus or minus two because I don't think they'd be that bad. We'll go plus two. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. We're at the point in the season where you just have to start looking at these teams for exactly what they are. As we bring in our man, Jason Jones of The Athletic. Jay, appreciate you as always. Uh, We were talking about your Los Angeles Lakers you guys have won three straight. You got uh, uh, hourglasses being posted on Twitter. The trade <laughs> deadline is two days away. I, I made the argument a moment ago that the Lakers are what their record is. Like, how close is that to reality, or does this team have another gear that they could hit? I mean, I think they really are what their record. I mean, this is what they are, they, what they've been at least. I think they can play better, but – I don't know if there's a move out there that's going to all of a sudden transform them at this point. I don't, I just don't know. It seems like a lot of teams are gun shy right now. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think, like I said, with his last two or three weeks, D'Angelo Russell has been playing like a guy who does not want to live in Atlanta right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever team he'd get shipped to. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, the Vander, to me, the Vanderbilt injury for them is more pressing than trying to get DeJounte Murray. You need some more, you know, but I don't know how you get that help. And I don't know if they want to give up, a, you know, a future first round pick for Dorian Finney-Smith. And if you believe what you read, the Nets want, what, how many picks for him? And I'm like, they come said on now. Two. Let's, like, come on now. Come on. Let's chill. Let's not be ridiculous. I think some of these, and you you dealt with this a lot, um, but, but, but with the athletic, with the Sacramento Bee, like how full of crap are general managers and in, in those in the front office around this time? Uh, you don't believe a word they tell you. I mean, at this point of the year, when they start calling you to tell you what they've heard, just know there's an agenda behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just know, and it's part of the game that you have to play in the business. But you know, they this the time. This is the time of the year. Where I don't believe anything anybody tells me. I don't believe agents. I don't believe players. I don't believe GMs. Everyone's trying to you know fish for information, and sometimes that means a GM. Or an agent makes a call to a reporter and says, hey, I heard this. What did you hear? And then you put that out there, which then generates some more discussion. It, it, it's a it's an ongoing cycle that every beat writer just dreads because you've got to, by nature of the job, chase everything. And nine times out of ten, you're chasing, a, you know, you're running to a, to a brick wall. There's nothing there. So I just don't see a lot. I mean, 
just because I don't see a lot of activity, which of course means, you know, between now and Thursday, there'll be like 15 trades, but yeah, <laughs> I no. think Siak- Siakam, Siakam was the big piece. I think, Yep. I think Siakam was the big, was the big piece. And usually every year is that one guy, you know, I mean, people talk about Clay Thompson, but who's going to take on that contract for what Clay has been now, you know, like I said, DeJounte is intriguing, but, you know, what are you willing to give up for DeJounte Murray? Mm-hmm. So I just think that, I mean, to me, it's a whole lot of chatter right now. I just don't see a lot that makes sense for a lot of people right now. But like, whenever you think there's nothing going to happen, something to happen. Like who, who had who had KD getting traded last year? Yeah, DeJounte and the Lakers, too, was the one that, like, I just, I, I feel like I've watched a decent amount of Lakers games, and I've never felt like, you know who will change this? DeJounte Murray. Now, not that DeJounte Murray's not a super capable scorer, but I always try to look at it through the prism of, yeah, you're on a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, though. Right. Like, what do you, I mean, it takes a special kind of guy to be that third guy with LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and I don't know if a, 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 a point guard who has to have the ball. <laughs> I mean, didn't we see this movie with Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what they need. I mean, I know what drives people in L.A. crazy. What they need is they need some wing dif- defenders. They need Gabe. I mean, I mean, not that Gabe Vincent's going to save the season, but they sorely need a point of attack defensive point guard. They sorely need one more guy like that. I mean, they miss right now. They miss Dennis Schroeder. You know, but I think I just don't see. I you know I think especially Laker fans and Laker media will get enthralled with a guy. I'm like, you got to get that. Remember two years ago, Buddy Hield was the, that was the, the end one. Problem. If you just get Buddy Hield, you just got to get, you know, so, I mean, there's always some guy that they're always chasing or putting up there is you get that one guy that's going to fix everything. And usually that one guy doesn't end up in, in LA. So I'm just curious to see what actually happens by Thursday. You know what I just told him? You know, Buddy's still on an expiring contract. <laughs> hey, it could happen. Shavano and the Lakers at long last. Yeah, who knows? Like I said, I, I I believe nothing I hear, and I'll believe it when I see it. So, I mean, but, you know, you look at the West still, that bottom six, you know, from like six on down, that's what, about three, four games separating them? You know, one of those teams goes on a run. Somebody goes on a four or five game losing streak. Things look a lot different. So I say let this whole thing play out. Let people complain about the 65 game rule and all that. Then we'll just see what happens in June. Do you think that rule changes? No, I don't, I don't understand why having a guy play more than two thirds of the season <laughs> should be required. I know everyone is using the Embiid example, but. We're talking about a guy who gets hurt a lot. Yeah. I don't think Joel Embiid got hurt because he knew he was, if he didn't play 65 games. I mean, Joel Embiid gets hurt. And to, you know, and then you got guys saying, well, what did Raymond say? He lost an award because Kawhi only played 50 games. And like, that didn't happen. There was no truth to that whatsoever. Yeah. And generally, I mean, having been a voter multiple times, I've never just voted for a guy who played four. Like last year, I left LeBron at 80 off my all-NBA teams. And LeBron still made it. I didn't put him on. I said, LeBron played 40-something games. Mm-hmm. Can't put You can't put, you know, him ahead of a guy who played, who, who, who you know, was available, you know, two-thirds, three-fourths of the season. I think in a lot of, and, and for me, the players, I'd be mad at their union. They agreed to this. 
the same way they agreed to allow their contracts to be tied to awards that the media votes on. Mm-hmm. Maybe your union shouldn't put your tie your money up to what I think about you as a player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jet, and, and and I think that was a lot of people's frustration with the All-Star snubs, too. Like, DeMontis Sabonis, and I know in the grand scheme of things, this is chump change for guys who signed, you know, $220 million contracts, but he did miss out on $2 million, or it was like $1.3, mm-hmm. I think, for not making the All-Star team. Um, and, yeah, and as a member of the media, I do not want the responsibility of costing somebody their money. Right. Like, even remember a couple of years ago, if Clay makes third all it makes all NBA, he gets this much. That should not be the media's responsibility to dictate how much that guy makes. I think I've always viewed those rules as more as controls for ownership and, and front offices can't control their own spending. Mm-hmm. So they can just say, well, I can't help it. You know, hey, this is the rule. Like De'Aaron Fox is a super max player. I don't think that we need a rule. <laughs> To tell the king that he's a super max player. Right. But if, for example, a team wants to make, I don't know, if you want to make Andrew Wiggins a super max player, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think we need a rule to control that, but it is what it is. And, you know, I think you know, last summer, uh, Jalen Brown sent a note to all of us who voted for him because thanks to our votes, <laughs> he got a much larger contract. Right. And I didn't I didn't vote going, you know what? I want to make sure Jalen Brown gets paid. Mm-hmm. But that's the world we live in now. And there, there may be a guy who a team might value as like if you're if you're Denver, you get lucky because Jamal Murray's not an all-star again. And he's you know likely not an all NBA player. He's a super max player to them, mm-hmm. but by the rules, he's not. So you end up saving some money because of the rules. And that's the important part about the De'Aaron Fox conversation is because De'Aaron does need another All-NBA nod for his next contract negotiation. Yeah, and and, know, I, yeah, and, and it sucks that it's gonna, it could come down to whether or not someone puts Trey Young ahead of him on All-NBA yeah. or, or if someone puts De- – like I had I – had, like when I looked at the All-Star team, I thought it would be tough for Sabonis to make it, but I had De'Aaron in the spot that ended up being Devin Booker. See, that was the thing. We always thought, we thought leading in, just because there was no buzz around Sacramento, they even though they had virtually the same record, they were, I think, five at the time versus three where they were last year at the, at the, at the All-Star break. And we thought they're probably not going to acknowledge them both. And I think we might be at the point where they recognize De'Aaron Fox as a star. There was no scenario where we thought neither one of them would make the All-Star team. Yeah. I thought Book missed too much time this season. I thought he missed a good chunk of time, and that would go against him. But what do I know? <laughs> well, we got to get Carl Anthony Towns in there because you know they have the top team in the conference, and apparently that's really important to selecting all stars now. Yeah, but the funny thing about it now, it's like isn't OKC number one right now? Yeah, they're tied so for got, number one. Yeah, they're both yeah, they've got one. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not baseball. No one's required to have a guy. You, you don't get every team, but I just. I really thought that De'Aaron would get the. I, I didn't think they would take Book over De'Aaron, but maybe Book has reached that point where, as long as he's walking and he's not injured, he gets to be on the team. Well, and salute, he deserves it. That's what Steph got. Steph, yeah. Steph isn't having a better season than De'Aaron Fox is, but he's Steph Curry, so he got he yeah. got he got that respect. Yeah, and that's part. I mean, that, that's part of it. It's like it's a merit thing, but it's also a star thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, so it, it's a it's a it's a two it's a two it's a, you know either way it's a it's a popularity thing which it's a, you know you know which which maybe doesn't help Sacramento but I always laugh when I see these player votes <laughs> like I mean everyone trashes the media or whatever like some of these player votes are what they didn't Giannis's brother get like three J- or four JaVale votes? McGee got a couple of votes in there I mean there's guys out there who I mean. It, it's hard for me. It's hard to, to to dump on the media and the fans for not taking it seriously when you got Giannis's brother getting votes. Yeah. Or over the one year someone didn't vote for LeBron or Katie. <laughs> it was just like, okay, you just don't, you know. And that's what kind of my theory was with Trey Young. It was like maybe guys just don't like Trey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. Could be. Do you think that the Jesse brought this up earlier? I thought this was an interesting question. We're talking about the trade deadline. Do you think the Rudy Gobert deal in Minnesota like broke trades. Like it kind of yeah. messed them up. Yeah, it really did because everyone said, "Why are you giving up all of that for Rudy Gobert?" And then now that's kind of the standard. It's like, oh, I want four first round yeah. picks. I want yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It completely shifted everything because now you know, no shade to Rudy, but it's like people are like, "Come on, you got that much for Rudy Gobert?" Mm-hmm. How you know how much can I get for Pascal Siakam or whoever the case? You know, I don't blame Atlanta for saying I want a ton for Dejounte Murray. I don't, you know, but hey, it's you know just because they did it doesn't mean everyone else has to do it. But <laughs> I do think that really did reset things in a lot of people's eyes because it's like, wow, you got that much for Rudy Gobert. Instead of saying maybe Minnesota just really wanted Rudy Gobert, it's become well, right? You know, <laughs> and and that's how I looked at it. Like Minnesota, for whatever reason, saw Rudy Gobert as the ultimate difference maker for him. And we use the example of Alex Caruso. Not trying to shade him at all. I just need a general manager because they're talking about two picks at minimum for Alex Caruso. I'm like, yeah, and I'm I love Car- and I love Caruso. But come on, what are we talking about now? Like I said. Two and three picks for Caruso for Dorian. Finney, Come on, yeah. what, are we, what are we doing here? I mean, it's it's just getting it's getting asinine at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna need a general manager to stand at the podium and explain. No, we felt like the key for us going from six, seven, or eight to one or two was Alex Caruso. That's why we gave up such and such and two first round picks for him. There's yeah, no if, scenario if you, that exists. Yeah, if you believe that, do it. But come on now, don't convince. I mean, if you want that for Caruso, what did you want for DeRozan? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. What did you want for healthy Zach Levine? What did you want for Vucevic? If that's what you want for, I, I just think guys like you know, you know, defensive defensive guards, guys who can defend three and D guys, or I mean, they're valuable, but they're not three and four first round pick valuable. In my opinion, I think you can, you know, go to the draft and find guys like that. You can find guys who can help you in that without giving up, you know, you know, first round picks into 2031 just to make it happen. Has anyone general manager agent ever tried to call you this time of year and and ask you to write something for them or report something for them? Yeah, it happens. Well, how come you, you know, they'll, they'll tell you something and if you don't write it, like, hey, man, I gave you something good. Why didn't you use it? Because it's not going to happen and I'm not going to be an, be the idiot on TV or on the radio talking about this scenario that's never going to happen. You know, you, you, you get some of those and, then, you know, because I always tell young journalists, when someone's telling you something, you have to sometimes ask, why are they telling me this? Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. Why, 
yeah, why are you telling me this? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't call me. Why are you calling me with this? You know, and and sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes, like I said, they're fishing for info, too. A lot of times it's just an exchange of information. Mm -hmm. There's things the GM will tell a reporter. They won't tell another agent or, a G, you know, and then a lot of times you become like this facilitator of information and you're going back and forth and you're talking to this person and that person. And then you're talking to that person's agent or the friend of the agent or the friend of the friend of the agent who happens to hang out with them every now and then on Fridays. I mean, it, this thing gets so convoluted by the, by this time of year, you, you just always want it to be over. I uh, apologies to those on radio odyssey HD, all of that stuff. It's been bugging me. I've been trying to figure it out. What is on your shirt? Oh, this is the Snoop Dogg WrestleMania shirt from last year. Oh, it's Snoop. I kept looking at it like it's it's a wrestling shirt. It's the the yeah, character's this, black. This, this this is the dog with the with yeah. I was I was like, is this a beard? Do they not have eyes? Like who? Like is it Kofi? <laughs> like what the hell is that? Snoop. Okay, it was dry. We're we're twenty minutes into this. I'm, this was driving me like, crazy. Like, what the hell is on his chest? I like, didn't even the... know. I didn't even know Snoop had a WrestleMania shirt from yeah uh, the the immortal moment where Shane McMahon blew out his quads. That family in quads will. Well, yeah that that, that well, family's it, it, canceled. Let's. Yeah, let's... well, so certain members of the family are. Let's get to what's important. This is what everyone's here for. Polo L says, where does Jason stand on We Want Cody? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I want Cody to finish the story. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand how we got to where we are right now. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm willing to let it play out. See? I just think I, I'm willing to let it play out. I'm You're like, with me. I don't, I don't know how we got... Because when The Rock did the whole head of the table thing back in January, and then you just never heard The Rock again, I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. Why would mm -hmm. he say that and then, like, never come back? But then I think the, the Punk injury threw things off. Mm -hmm. But even then, Punk was going to go against – Cody was still this wild card. Yeah. Because that's what it was supposed to be, Punk and Rollins. And I just I, – I mean, to have Cody win the Rumble pointed, pointed Roman – and then be like, okay, Rock, you can have it. Yeah, that's the, that's where you miss me. Is there's there's no logical reason for Cody not to do this. And yeah, I mean, you've got like I think I'd even put uh, if, if it's still called Twitter or X Stone, whatever it's called. I have said it, it, unless you're going to have the Rock come in, basically, say, yeah, I'm on the board of directors. I do what I want, and have the Rock play the heel. I can see that, but then I think Roman's going to get. Roman's going to be the face in this match. Roman's going to get cheered. He might, yeah. I yeah. mean, I haven't heard, we haven't heard Rocky sucks since, what, the 90s? Yeah, we heard it last night. And, yeah, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that, you know, people are coming at him like that. The Rock's but usually I, I, more, like, aware. Like, they, they I, th I feel like they misjudged The Rock. Remember The Rock's ill-fated appearance in Philadelphia for that, mm -hmm. was it the Royal Rumble that Roman won? And The Rock yeah. is there, and he's got his hand up in the air, and the crowd is just letting them have it. Because they didn't want Roman. Right. They didn't want yeah, babyface Roman. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, this is, 
I mean, and it's just crazy because that promo Roman, Roman cut was excellent on Friday. I mean, he just pretty much dumped all over Seth Rollins, his title and his whole career and his bank account. And here comes Cody like, uh, yeah, I, I don't want none of that. I'm going to go over here and we're still not going to actually get, say the match is happening. And it's it, it's I don't know. I mean, I'm going to let it play out. The, I'm just gonna let it play out, see what happens. The do you want Seth Rollins money or do you want tribal chief money? That line was tremendous. But I actually <laughs> hated the promo because I was like, what's the point in trashing the other title? Like that doesn't I just don't think that accomplishes anything. Like he completely and the problem with him trashing it is it was all accurate. When he said yeah. that title is for all of the guys who couldn't beat me, there, there's like it is one hundred percent accurate, and it made you think like, yeah, that is the trash title. Yeah, and then it's like now you're going to have Cody go for the trash title. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this, like I don't understand how we're getting here, and I just have a feeling that even if Cody wins, Damian Priest will cash in, and then Cody will be champion for like two minutes oh my god and and then it'll be more hard times for cody for the rest of the year that like now they're just doing now they're just doing random stuff like why do we have another shinsuke nakamura match out of the blue (laughs) like why i don't know if they don't know what they're doing with him but like i said i'm gonna let it play out see what happens like i said for all the people who don't want the rock there they're all gonna watch Mm. they're not gonna boycott because the rock is there and i think i just think it's more timing thing because i think everyone wanted to see the tribal chief match but i think they probably underestimated how much people like cody like when i was in la last year for mania i was like oh my god they're really with cody like Mm -hmm. there was if if cody a star a superstar that place was i mean that place was livid when cody lost so i mean i I think I, i think cody gets the belt eventually it just won't happen in mania May not happen. I mean, I don't know what you do, but I'm going to let it play out and see what happens. If you were, if you were having this match with the Rock and Roman, you probably should have done something crazy, where Cody got the hell beat out of him before or during the Royal Rumble, gets tossed, and I'm talking gets tossed at like man, like ten, eleven, or twelve, and then twenty eight, twenty nine rolls around. If you smell what the Rock is cooking, is hit hits and i think the perception of what's happening is completely different yeah i think I, yeah i was like i was thinking in, you know not to be hateful but you take our truth out the rumble and put the rock in there you know you take yeah. somebody out yeah just i mean well not our truth you, you got to have our truth in there he's a probably that, right yeah. that hot tag moment was that that might have been the best moment of the royal rumble where he was trying to make yeah. the hot tag yeah between that and he hears 24 and he comes out that guy's a legend. For the women's I mean, Royal Rumble, that yeah. yeah, yeah, he hasn't aged like in twenty five years either. I still yeah, think my totally. favorite one is when he took the ladder into the Royal Rumble and tried to climb because he thought it was like a Money in the Bank ladder match, but it was the Royal. Rumble. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, he's yeah, he's moments. yeah. I, I retract what I said. Keep our truth in, but I'm like you. I just think, mate. Yeah, if you had The Rock come in and win the Rumble, okay, but for him just like, hey, I'm here. I'm going you know. And for whatever he said to Cody on that night, it was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I just said it, it's, 
I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to be watching tonight. I'll be watching Friday, and I'll be watching all the way till Mania. So that's, hey. that's it. I'll be watching Thursday at this press conference they're having in Las Vegas. I think it's hilarious they're having the WrestleMania press conference, which is in Philadelphia, in Las Vegas during Super Bowl week. I don't know who scheduled that or planned that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're charging fans if they want to come to the press conference. Okay. I'm just like, you're really going to pay $500 to sit at the press conference. Is that how much the tickets are? I think I saw one that was like there was like there's like a VIP and there's like a regular oh. one. Like, one of them you get to sit up front at the press conference and you get like a cocktail party afterwards with some WWE superstars or whatever. Yeah, unless that WWE superstar is named Dwayne, I'll take a hard pass on that. I'll just watch on TV. That's yeah, insane. I, yeah. But I mean, if you you know, I guess, you know, considering how much Super Bowl tickets are, maybe people that's a bargain. Well, it's only five hundred to meet, you know. Probably have Cody do that as well. Who knows? Make Cody do everything. He's the new Miz. He just got to make all the appearances. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Vegas, who you got this weekend? Are, are, are you invested at all in what's happening uh, in your home I'm, team stadium? I, I, I'm not invested per se, but I have a problem going. I, I Like I said before, it's hard to bet against Mahomes. And I don't like the way the Niners defense has looked in the playoffs. Hmm. I just don't like the way their defense has looked. I mean, I think if they played a competent quarterback against if, – if Jordan Love doesn't just – I don't know what the hell he was doing. You know, didn't Green Bay, like, go to the fourth quarter without punting? Yeah. Or something great? Yeah. I mean, have not liked the way their defense was looking. I think when they lost that – they lost their safety to, to the ACL. I don't think people are talking about what that did to them enough. You know, and I think I just it's hard for me to go get to, to say Mahomes is going to lose a big game unless mm-hmm. like it was against Tampa. His whole old line is decimated, mm-hmm. you know, and even though that the, the, the one tackle, the Taylor gets a penalty every time he steps on, you know, every series. You know, I think that I think, you know, as, you know, if, if the, the trend continues where Bosa doesn't get holding calls, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Taylor mm-hmm. might have a chance and I just. It's hard for me to go against Mahomes. I mean, I thought I thought the Ravens would get him, and he came and boom, boom, Kelsey touchdown. We're going to set the tent. You know, Pacheco's running the ball well. The Niners have been getting gashed by guys like we're getting. They're getting gashed, you know, by Detroit. And I mean, they won the game, but let's not forget it took one of the weirdest bounces off the head of a defender. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it, yeah, I it's hard for me to go against Mahomes. I know the Niners are the favorite. The Niners have a a talented defense, but I don't like the way they've looked the last two or three games I've seen them play. I just, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if it's the, you know, the injury in, in the secondary, what it is, but they've been getting, I mean, they've gotten gashed at times lately. The, there's so much talk about the, the, the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and that, you know, offense and how, you know, Tyreek Hill is gone and they've lost different components to that offense. And I think a lot of people slept on until very late in the season that this might be the best defense he's had uh, since his mm-hmm. time as the Kansas City starter. Um, with all that said, though, I really I, I, I'm calling Christian McCaffrey as my wild card, and I think if he has a couple of those couple of those plays, I think the 49ers might get this one. If the, I think the Niners have to get up early, I gotcha. think they got to get up early because if they get up early, they can they can go at that run defense. Well, it certainly she- doesn't seem like they could do what they get against Detroit or Green Bay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, they do that, it's over. It's over. They they fall behind 10, 14, nothing. You know, now you've got to pass. And like I said, the Chiefs, the the the, the area the Chiefs have been vulnerable to a lot of teams has been their run defense. Mm-hmm. And if you're down 14, nothing in the first half, you might have to abandon the run a little bit. And then, you know, and I think that plays into what Kansas City would want because Kansas City's got a, their second, their defense is really good. So I think, I think if it's a, if the Niners fall behind, they, I don't think they'll be as lucky as they were against Green Bay or Detroit. Yeah. I just don't, I can't, you can't spot Patrick Mahomes 14 points. <laughs> and then say, okay, well, we, we'll just rally now. No, you, you can't do that. They got to keep it close because you, you got to keep McCaffrey a factor in the run and the pass. And I guess, you know, and then because I, I also believe that you don't want to uh, expose Purdy to that pass rush. Mm-hmm. They, I, I think that, you know, you know, Spagnola gets to, you know, dialing up those crazy things he dials up. I don't think you want to expose him to that. So I think you gotta, they, they can run the ball, they can win the game. But I also don't like the fact that, to me, it seems like whenever the, the running the run is working, Shanahan goes, you know what? But I got this one play in the back I wanted to try. So let's go ahead and go to these four pass plays that I want to really run <laughs> for no reason at all. Yeah. yeah. Hell, if he ran the ball a few years ago, they they win a Super Bowl. Oh, will you stop blaming him for that? Okay, I'm sorry. I won't blame the head coach who also blew a 28-3 lead as a coordinator. That, that was a shot. That was I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. Uh, I, I will not let my Raider affinity influence how I feel about the Shanahan family. I think Shanahan's a good coach. You talk about uh, uh, you talk about uh, spotting Patrick Mahomes. You talk about coaches. You talk about spotting Patrick Mahomes 14 points. I don't think you can spot Andy Reid 14 points either. No. Like Andy, no, Andy I, Reed yeah, this, part. yeah, you know, it's. It, it, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be fun. You know, it's. You know, if the Niners can get over their aversion to soft grass or whatever they're complaining about, you know, the grass, whatever, the grass is too soft. Okay, now your 49ers hate's coming out. Now now, now we'll let you go. Jason's, Jason's, <laughs> Jason's 49ers hate is starting to show, so we'll, we'll let him go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> soft grass is an important factor this week. You know, if the Niners lose, we'll hear about the grass was too soft in UNLV. Damn soft grass. Jay, we appreciate you as always. Thank you, my man. All right. See you next week when I'll have them. I ain't going to lie and say it. I ain't going to have no Mahomes jersey. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I can't even lie. I can't even lie like that, y'all. Yeah, I got you. You can't wear a division <laughs> yeah. rival. I see you. Just show up no. with a Raiders jersey. It'll work the same. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, either way, I'm I'm all about the offseason. There it <laughs> so. is. There it is. All right, y'all. Take it easy. We appreciate you. That's our man Jason Jones right there of The Athletic. Go check out all of his fantastic work as always. Uh, I think I think he wrote a fun piece recently about the top Super Bowl touchdown celebrations of all time. I was looking at that one uh, this morning, and he's got some great stuff over there that you can check out. I'm still leaning towards 49ers, but the funny thing is, since this matchup's been set, that was my first thought. My first thought was San Francisco, and I'm going Christian McCaffrey. I keep waiting to change my mind. I keep thinking I'm going to change my mind and go with Patrick Mahomes because – I realize I, I mean, you can't pit against Patrick Mahomes in a big game. And I realized, like, I think I picked the Bills to beat Patrick Mahomes, which I hated. Like, I hated myself for that. I didn't even like the Bills entering the season. That's why I hate all of this stuff. That's why I don't pick games. When everyone says, hey, what's the game? What's the score, bro? I don't care. I'm sitting down to watch. What am I going to do? Pick the game and pick the exact score? No one cares. Pick the game, pick it wrong. Dude, no one cares. 
That stuff drives me crazy. I was so mad at myself. I was, the show ended. We're doing the KSFM show. I was like, did I pick the Bills? I picked the Bills? What the hell? Did I? I didn't even like the Bills entering the season, but I picked them to beat the Chiefs. That was dumb. I like Patrick Mahomes. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Patrick Mahomes. But more so, I like Andy Reid. But I don't know. There's just something where it feels like it's also that certain. It's right now. Like the it's right now for San Francisco. Not that Kansas City hasn't been working all year towards this. Yeah, they've been working all year towards this since the last time they won it. And not that there's no sense of urgency when you're trying to win another Super Bowl, but, man, this feels different for San Francisco. Uh, and that's the direction I'm going to lean. What are we doing? Are we running it back? We're going to run it back next here uh, on ESPN 1320. You can head over to 1025. I'll put out all the fires that are going on over there. We've got a lot of stuff that we're giving away, including uh, Rolling Loud brought to you by Jiffy Lube. We're sending you to Rolling Loud. You can head over. We're going to do that in the 4 o'clock hour. we got tickets to a night for lovers as well. That's taking place March 1st at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. That's all coming up over there on 1025. we got more Kings coverage next here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 